Ladies and gentlemen, Leafs fans and SDPN fans from all over, welcome to the highly anticipated premiere of Game Over Toronto. I won't lie, I was really, really nervous before we actually started this stream. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew said 60, dude! Yeah, what, <laughs> what a, what a game night. to start on, eh? Yeah, exactly. Honestly, game. we could have been served in a, a nicer game to start on. And honestly, <laughs> my night's already been made. Whatever happens after this is just extra. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if only Marner, if only he hit 100, that would have been so, so nice. Hey, he has one uh, more game, though. He has one more yeah. game against Boston. Let's we'll yeah, see how he that goes. For sure. Yeah. Hey, before we start, though, I think we should probably introduce ourselves. Like, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> they probably are looking at us like, who the hell are these schmucks? And why are they talking about the Leafs? Yeah, it's funny because when they when Dangle and SDPN announced uh, that, that the show was going to happen, we saw speculation about, you know, who was hosting. And I was just thinking to myself, these guys are going to have no fuck, no idea who we are. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let, let's get into it. Well, my name is Harnish Patel uh, and the guy beside me, that way, that way, is uh, Armand. He's uh, he's my best friend. Um, we've known each other for like. 10 years now but yeah um about me i'm a computer engineering student i'm from queen's university shout out to my queens guys um i've been uh it's my fifth year yeah it's my fifth year uh so i'll give you a little background about myself so i was introduced about the uh introduced to the leaves um from my school teachers i had some great teachers growing up um miss kvesic and mr newbrand <laughs> so miss kvesic drop some names yeah, dude. Honestly, these guys are legends. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout them out. Um, but yeah, she, she would honestly, she would always talk about the least. She had a huge crush on Matt Sundin. It was the funniest thing ever. Just call, every day after class, I'm gonna marry Matt Sundin. Don't worry about it. And then Mr. Newbrand was one of the keepers of the cup, so I actually got a picture with the cup back in like grade seven, I believe. So that's what really introduced me with the Leafs. And yeah, how about you? Yeah, uh, my name is Armand uh, Pantheke. I graduated from McMaster uh, in mechatronics engineering last May. So, you know, perfect time to enter the workforce in the middle of a pandemic. I currently work uh, full time as an engineer. I've been a Leafs fan for a very long time, longer than I can even remember. Uh, it was around 2002 uh, when my family kind of got swept up in the whole hockey culture in Canada because you had the Salt Lake uh, City Olympics where Canada won gold. And then you also had the Leafs going to the Eastern Conference Finals run that year. And so, you know, the next year I was enrolled in hockey classes, I was doing skating classes and my fandom was kind of up and away. You know, our childhood bedroom was painted blue and white and we had the Leafs banner around it. So uh, from then on, it was, you know, all Leafs all day. And, uh, you know, little did my five year old brain, you know, know that the Leafs would then crash and burn for 20 years. But <laughs> it's good now. So we're back, you know, uh, can't can't stay too negative about it uh yeah it's great <laughs> I, I love the Leafs I yeah this is a dream come true too you know we've been following Steve you know Daniel oh, for dude. like 10 years as well so <laughs> it's crazy yeah I still can't believe today this morning I woke up and I pinched myself and I'm like is this a dream like there's no way you know, we've been watching the guys, these guys for so long and to finally be able to just like work with I've never even dreamt of this but this is the the wildest experience and I'm so excited I'm so happy to have you guys on here um we hope we make you guys proud but let's get into the ep into the episode and let's get into the game man um yeah. this was a, a huge game apart from from Matthews which stole the headlines where he he scored his 60th goal 
Um, this has a lot of implications for for the uh, for the playoffs, right? Like in yeah. this game, since we won, we secured home ice advantage, which is huge. It's pivotal. It's important for the Leafs, right? And yeah. um, regardless of who we play, whether it's Boston or Tampa, home ice is always going to be good. So, what did you think about this game, though? Yeah, uh, like you said, it was an important game. You know, uh, clinching home ice was huge for us, and. You know, you also got to consider that Tampa, Tampa's opponents from here on out were Columbus, Columbus, New York Islanders, none of mm-hmm. which are playoff teams. Right. So it was, you know, feasible that they, uh, you know, that they get three wins out of that. And we had uh, Detroit and then uh, in Boston, Boston on Friday. Yeah. And, you know, if we didn't win this game, I would actually be kind of sweating that, like, you know, maybe we don't clinch home ice. But we did. We pulled it off and we did it in a dominant fashion. Mm. They didn't get like any chances in this game you know maybe some on the power play but for the most part if you go on like money puck the deserve to win a meter has us at like 93 percent, and it makes sense we dominated straight from the get-go and i know we only scored you know late into the second but you know five minutes into this game you know the leafs were clearly ahead of the uh the detroit red wings here and you know looking at the lowest expected goal share out of all of our players it was abrazizi at 65 percent. you know Mm-hmm. It was dominant. Like there was, there's nothing bad I could say. Campbell got a shutout and it's not even a story because he barely got any <laughs> yeah. shots on net. Like it was an incredible, incredible effort from the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's so- something that I was uh, like, you know, looking forward to because, you know, our last couple games, especially the Capitals game or defensive structure, you know, was a bit lacking. You know, we gave the Capitals a, you know, a few open lanes and they scored off of them. So it was nice to see that defensive structure specifically, you know, clogging the net, blocking shots. We saw, we kept possession pretty much the whole game. We were controlling most of the play. And then, you know, Matthews like just steals the show. That 60th goal is the quintessential Matthews goal. You know what I mean? Like wrist shot at the top of the circle, snipe, like just complete (laughs) snipe show. And, you know, when he scored that, I just thought back to, you know, his draft year and when we got him, how happy I was. And then realizing that I should have been so much happier because I didn't even foresee how good he was. Hey, like, hey, let me tell you one predicted, thing. Who could have predicted this? It's exactly. But, it's but it gets better. He's only 24, dude. He's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't like, that wild? That's the wildest part. He's i'm pretty sure he's younger than you <laughs> <laughs> he's a 90 he's not he's 97 he's 97 no no no. he's i think he's born uh i think he's born like three days before me or something three days before okay oh, two days before me i'm september 19th 97 he's 17 <laughs> so, you know we've we've definitely had parallel lives you know I'm of course definitely making i mean 11 steve dangle versus the leafs like <laughs> sdpn <laughs> yeah i got my dream gig he got his we're good <laughs> We're good. Yeah, but that 60th goal was absolutely great. And the 59th yeah. as well. Like, you could see the pure jubilation on his face. He oh, was he looking was so for happy. Push on the bench. Night. The camera caught him. He was yeah. trying to hide the smile, but you could see the smile underneath it. Don't try to hide it. Yeah, exactly, right? You know, you could tell he was happy. You could tell everyone was happy for him. They were looking for him all night. It was kind of mm-hmm. like that 50th goal where he, he kind of got, like, eight shots before he, he uh, you know, potted one in the net. Yeah, and yeah. it's clear that everyone knew it was going to him and eventually he would get it. And eventually he did. And I'm really glad he, that he did in this game. So we, you know, weren't sitting on the edge of our seats and against Boston, you know, hoping he would get it. And, yeah. you know, even now maybe he might get rested, you know, we'll see, but um, yeah, what a, what an incredible game from him. The MVP chance 
What a beauty. Oh, it was great. What a beauty. Great he deserves it. He deserves so many goals. He deserved yeah. like five goals today. He was killing it. Yeah. And like this is coming off of already an historic season, right? He's already eclipsed uh and became our highest goal scorer in a regular season for the Leafs, right? And yeah. he's one of three 60 goal scorers in the salary cap era. Like He's yeah, in, like it's Stammer, he's in historic company right now. Yeah, Stammer in 2012 got 60. OV had 65, I think, in 2005 or six or one of those. Um, yeah, it hasn't been done in 10 years. You know, 2012 was 10 years ago. You know, so uh, <laughs> that might make you feel old, but 2012 was 10 years ago. It hasn't been done in 10 years. It's it is historic, and it's especially historic for the Leafs. We our franchise goal leader was 54 in a season, and mm-hmm. he's at 60, and he mm-hmm. missed time. And you know, like that's that, crazy. He's, he's also six games under dry saddle as well, right? Yeah. So the fact that he's what, like, I, I believe he's four, four or five goals ahead of dry saddle now at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I he has the rocket, he has the rocket clinched. In oh, my yeah. Opinion at and this I point. would argue even the heart at this point. Yeah. And I think he has the heart exactly. Yeah. Like, it, you don't, you don't put up a season like this and don't win heart. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It was yeah. a cra- crazy game. And also, not to be lost here because obviously the two Matthews goals are amazing, but that Tavares goal was a thing of beauty. That <laughs> Nylander play where he like knew Tavares would get lost in front of the net. And mm-hmm. then he did that spinorama pack. That was crazy. I love it. I, yeah. I, this game was just everything that I wanted out of a game. We got the Campbell shutout. Matthews got the only thing that was missing was Marner getting at least a point or two to yeah. get him closer to that hundred, uh, you know, yeah, one more game, but... three more, three more points. He's off by, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just remember this is also an important game where Muzzin finally came back into the lineup, right? He missed quite a significant portion of time. And this whole season, he's missed time. I believe he's sitting at just over 45 games played in the season, right? Um, so seeing him come back and play like he didn't miss a step. He he played phenomenally this game. And this is just instilling a lot of confidence in, in, in the team, instilling a lot of confidence in Sheldon Keefe. Um, and I was so, so happy to see how he was uh, seeing play. What did you think of uh, in terms of his play this game? Yeah, it was really good. You know, uh, he jumped up, pinched a few times that, you know, on good plays that kept the puck in the zone. He back checked pretty well. His skating looked better than it has all season to me, you know, from an eye test, at least. Uh, He also had that beautiful drive to the net in the first period and got a solid backhand shot off. Uh, He just played really well. He drew a penalty as well. Um, And that's nice to see because, in my opinion, he hasn't really been himself this season and he missed a lot of time from injuries and stuff like that. Um, and in the limited minutes we've seen him with Brody, he's been really good. Like before this game, they had 136 minutes together. He had a 62% expect they had, they had a 62% expected goal share, a 60% goal share, which is, you know, was leagues better than he had with Hall, you know, mm-hmm. like with Hall, their goal share was 42%. And I know a lot of that is, you know, dependent on the goalies and luck and, a lot of the times, but they had a lot of boneheaded plays when they were playing together and they didn't really look all that good. So it's nice to see him with Brody, uh, you know, getting that sort of chemistry and like everyone with Brody, you know, does well because Brody's a great defenseman. He's one of the most, you know, like he's just a a force out there in terms of, you know, being super steady and always have giving his partner the best possible option. And, you know, again, Jake Muzzin today, 84% uh, expected goals, and he looked fantastic. It, it didn't look like he, he missed a beat. Uh, with that being said, Boston's going to be the real uh, test for him. You know, Detroit's not exactly a, a playoff contender. They've been out of it for quite a while now. So 
you know, I'm curious to see how he does against Boston because, uh, you know, with the playoffs coming up, we don't have a lot of time to ramp up for Jake Muzzin. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a really good step. And I, I love what I'm seeing with him and Brody, but I, I want to see what he does with Boston in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, an interesting question, right? So now we have four guys. We have we have Gio, we have Muzzin, we have Riley, and we have Sandine. Um, yeah, all and on we that have, left side. Exactly. And we, we only have three options, right? So yeah. it's interesting to see, I guess, like what we kind of, uh, what Sheldon keeps ends up doing with this line, right? And what, what he does with our defensemen. Um, in my opinion, you can't move Riley. Obviously, he's been our best defenseman uh, in the whole season, right? So Riley is untouchable. Gio has also been playing really, really well, especially with Lilligren. So you don't want to touch that line at all, right? Yeah, they've been phenomenal. That The chemistry with that Gio Lilligren pairing yeah. is insane. Like, the, exactly. You know, they have limited time together, but you can't split them up. I don't think anyone's really going to do that at yeah. this point. So at that point, you kind of have to look at either Muzzin or Sandine, right? Yeah. And after this, after this monster <clears throat> game from Muzzin, I don't think there's any doubt that you give uh, Muzzin the, the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, he had some issues at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Injuries have been a, a conversation for not only this season, but the last two playoffs he's had, he's had injuries. Right. Um, but the veteranship the experience and you know, just a year ago, he was best. He was our best defenseman uh, uh, in our team, right? So I give him the benefit of the doubt. I really want to see him slot in. Um, but what do, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough like situation to to navigate here because, firstly, Muzz and, and Sandine are sort of different styles of players, so it sort of depends on what you need. But uh, you know, my concern with Muzzin this year has always been sort of uh, injury troubles. And he's on the wrong side at 30. It raises some concerns about, you know, his foot speed, which has been lacking throughout, you know, the entire year. And that kind of caused some defensive lapses in terms of, you know, we saw him in previous games where he got caught flat footed and it didn't look like he was, you know, skating comfortably. And so that there's a bit of concern with that because the playoffs are obviously a much heavier and faster game. Uh, And, you know, I'm kind of concerned as to, you know, what he is right now mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the, the injuries he's had in the past playoffs affecting him, you know, because yeah. it's, it's been a long road for him. Uh, and so that's a bit of a concern for me, but on the flip side, Sandine is, a, you know, he's still really young. He hasn't really had much experience in the playoffs. In mm-hmm. my opinion, his advanced stats along with, you know, my own eye tests, my own eye test uh, show that like he's kind of been the better player this season Definitely. out of the two, but he's mm-hmm. also been more sheltered. And mm-hmm. on top of that, you know, a, a big problem for us throughout the entire year was, you know, clogging up that net front and, you know, moving guys from that position so that there, our goalies had an easier time, you know? Uh, so for me, you know, th- that's the whole reason we brought Labushkin in and Sandine sometimes could get bullied in front of the net. So yeah, in a play, he's a small defenseman the, right at the end of yeah, the day. And in the playoffs, when you're up against a big team like Tampa or up against a big team like Boston, we're most likely going to face Tampa. But, you know, for either of them, I'm kind of worried that Sandine Sandine might get uh, exposed. But at the same time, I'm also worried that Muzzin's skating might get exposed or Muzzin's, uh, you know, puck play compared to Sandine might get exposed. So it's it's a tough situation right now uh, to navigate. I'm really curious to see what Keith does, because I do think there's pros and cons to each player and uh also injuries are gonna happen you know there's no way whoever gets scratched even hall uh on the right side because i think most people are expecting him to get scratched um they're probably gonna get games 
<laughs> you know, Muzzin himself has gotten injured in the past two playoffs. So at some point, Sandin's probably going to, even if he doesn't start, he's probably going to get a game in there, uh, <laughs> at least in, in the first round or something like that. You expect injuries to happen. So I'm not too concerned about who it, who's in there first. Uh, at the end of the day, it's nice to have this problem rather than past problems where we're like, oh, you know, we need to put Marincin in for like the 50th time <laughs> <laughs> because we don't have anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you still have a game, right? Like you can you can realistically slot in Sandin um well, against that's if he comes back. You know, yeah, we're, if he we're... does he's still for he he's been out for four weeks, right? Yeah, and Jonas um, Siegel did mm-hmm. I, I think report earlier today that it, it is likely he does come back for that Friday game. Which exactly makes me believe that like they're gonna put Muzzin and Sandine in that game and probably rest one of Giordano or um Riley. And it's yeah. probably gonna be Giordano because he's like 40 years old. <laughs> so it kind of makes hey, sense. He's still one of our best low. defensemen though. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> but you know, uh, I want to see how Sandine and and uh and Muzzin do in that situation and, and yeah. you know play around with the the pairings there. And it's always a good be, idea. It'll be really to... interesting. And yeah. you know, the other option, which I don't think we're ever gonna pursue, is moving one of those guys to the right side and maybe, you know, uh benching one of Labushkin or Liljegren. And I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna do that because we tried Sandine on the right. And it was just like abysmal. And then after after that game, after that second uh, game that we played, Sandine on the right side, Keith kind of came out and was just like, "Yeah, that's probably not happening again." Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I kind of doubt that we're going to do that. But it it there is an option there. I just I don't think it happens. Yeah, exactly. I I don't think um I don't think you you really need to uh, move anybody to the right side. You you have Labushkin who's pairing well with Riley right now. Uh, Brody he played plays well with anybody, right? He's been he's been playing with Buzzin today. He played with he's been playing with great with Riley. And you don't want to move that uh that Lilligren and Geo line, right? So that, that line's been working. So you don't really want to mess with something that's not already that's not broken, right? So why yeah. mess around with it? Just keep the lines how, how it is right now and and definitely get in sending some game uh game time on Friday is gonna be important, right? At least get get some confidence in him as well as in Sheldon Keefe, right? Making sure he understands that, hey, if injuries do happen, and like we said, Muzzin's been out the past two seasons with injuries, right? The, in yeah. the playoffs. Um, there's at least another guy that can be slotted in there without any issues, and, and he can have some confidence in that player. Uh, yeah, but another, sure. Yeah. Uh, but one, oh. one more thing on that. Sure, like, sure. Riley and Labushkin, that's that's something that I think could be potentially moved because I, I I really like Riley with Brody. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They played yeah. easily the most minutes out of any pairing the Leafs have uh you know set out and they played mm-hmm. last year and they were super successful and giving riley someone like brody is super helpful to his own game and so for me i'm okay with moving bush to the third pairing and then not utilizing muzzin brody and then maybe trying to find another pairing for him but i i can understand why we're going that way because muzzin's kind of had trouble with uh with hall and i don't think he was that good with Lilligren either yeah so you kind of have to pair him with Brody. And so I, I get why why we do that. But I also think Riley Labushkin isn't the best first pair. You know, Bush is probably best suited for that third pairing role. Yeah. yeah. But at the same but they time have had time together, right? So yeah. it, it's shown that there is a they possibility to move. Yeah, exactly. And they can and it gives Sheldon Keefe uh some flexibility with his lines, right? He can he can move around players, play around with the lineup, which he has shown uh especially the last couple of games. He's been playing around with lines uh pretty pretty often, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, the defense, the defensive pairings are going to be very interesting come playoff time. I'm really excited to see Sandine hopefully come back next game. 
and uh, let's see what Muzzin can do as well. And then we can kind of see what happens in the playoffs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Another player that uh, that really was fun, I was really rooting for was uh, Nick Robertson. He's been yes, tearing sir. up the AHL, man, with the Marlies. I, I believe he's, he has, what, uh, 15 goals right now, 27 yeah. points in 26 games. He's yeah. played phenomenally, and he's played nine games, I believe, this season with the with the Leafs. <laughs> but he deserves way more. I was so excited to see him play today, and I thought he had a great game. Other than that boneheaded penalty where he kind of just swung he slashed the, the, yeah, the guy straight in the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, he had a great game, and um, yeah, I, I kind of loved how he played today. How, how did you think he, he went? Yeah, I thought he was uh, he was kind of a spark plug on that on that. Um, on that line you know he's got that youthful exuberance and energy uh, and he got some decent chances and, and passes off there the penalty was obviously a bad one to take you know you can kind of see some of the growing pains in his game he's still just re- a little reckless out there with his stick and the way he kind of throws his body and it's it's something that has gotten him injured in the past especially in the NHL you know he's had injury troubles and it's partly because he's just you know, kind of. He's a young player. He's only twenty years old, right? Like he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna make these stupid plays. It's gonna, he's gonna grow um, and get smarter over time, right? Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, that's the thing. You know, after his fifty goal season in the OHL, I think a lot of people expected him to make the jump earlier. But you know, there's no point in rushing him. You know, he's a good player. He will be a great player. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains with his game, and uh, you know. I, I don't necessarily trust him to play in the playoffs, you know, this time, unless there's, you know, quite a few injuries, but uh, yeah. he's clearly shown he can at least hang offensively with everyone else. And he played a great game today, energy line. He was or like, he was an energy player. Um, yeah. He had some great plays. He was fast. Uh, he backchecked pretty hard uh, every time, you know, there's not much to complain about, but you can still see a lot of, uh, you know, kind of growing pains in, in terms yeah. of his positioning. You know, he's not always in the best position. He doesn't always have the right read per se on a, on like a cycle play or something like that, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So there is a, some growing room there, but uh, I was still impressed with what I've seen. And I think he's going to be super important for us in the future, uh, you know, of this team, you know, and it's a, yeah, it's just a super good opportunity for him, you know, after, you know, he gets rewarded for being extremely productive on the Marlies uh, in his runs. And it's just great to see. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's something interesting to note here with the Marlies is, you know, I'm not sure if people know where their season is right now. They're on the outside looking in to the playoffs. Right. And if Rochester Americans, if the Rochester Americans win their next game, which is on Friday, I think we need to win two out of our last three games just to yep. make the playoffs. Right. So the Marlies play tomorrow. And they play the day after. So if Nick Robertson played today, that means he's definitely not playing three nights in a row, even if he gets sent down. So he's not playing in one of those games. So the Marlies don't have arguably their best goal scorer on the team in the middle of a playoff race. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my concern here, or not necessarily concern, just my like thought process is, was it more beneficial to bring Nick Robertson up and to play in this NHL game against the Detroit Red Wings where he could kind of, get a feel and ramp up for the playoffs if he's needed in the NHL, or would it have been more beneficial to keep him in the AHL for this, you know, last stretch and then make the playoffs. Yeah. If, if they can, and then, you know, go and dominate the AHL playoffs. Cause you know, as a young kid, 
he's still got, you know, room to grow. And part of that is building this confidence. And I'm afraid that like, you know, in the past few seasons, we've been yo-yoing him up and down, you know, the Marlies to the, to the Leafs. And I like, I want him to get this sort of rhythm where he can just go and dominate a full season and then just come back the next season and make, make the team full time. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think it's a, it's an interesting point. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm sure Nick Robertson also feels the same thing. He wants to be playing in the NHL. He wants to be playing for the, 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 the Maple Leafs at the, end of the, at the end of the day, right? And so getting this experience is, is obviously very, very important for his development, right? Yeah. Um, how often are you going to be playing beside a, a player of Tavares' caliber in the HL, right? So yeah, getting that kind of experience sure. is important. And we got to remember, they're soon enough for the playoffs, right? Injuries happen. I mean, look, just Bunton's out um Bunting got got injured just two games ago right i believe he's yeah. coming back for for boston but uh no what, he's not they, they he's not. they already confirmed he's not yeah oh so there you go so exactly so players get injured right and just having some players or, or some some forwards in the, in the um uh, in the backup positions where you can rely on them if uh if injuries do happen is important and i think yeah, it's sure. also important for him to get the confidence but it's also important for sheldon keith right like, like we said with um uh, with Muzzin coming up and, and with Sandine, right? It's the same thing where you want him to be comfortable with the players that he, ha- he has. And if injuries do uh, do occur, which they, they definitely will, right? Um, being confident in your, your alternatives is, is definitely important, right? You want to yeah. make sure he has the inherent chemistry and he's building that chemistry while playing on the line with McKay Evans yeah, far as right dude, now. That line dominated the, exactly. top, two, the yeah. top two lines. Like, well, every line dominated Like I said, the lowest yeah. we had was a 65% goal. Albeit, you are playing against the Red Wings, but still. But Robertson, <laughs> yeah, 86% expected goals on that line. Uh, yeah, they were crazy good. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's good to see, especially, you know, given the last Red Wings game fiasco that was like 10 7 where we blew a 7 2 lead. I'm just glad that didn't happen, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't think Robertson will see a playoff game unless there are injuries. And um, But otherwise, like, he's he's showing a lot of improvement, especially, you know, just in the AHL from last season to this season, he's improved pretty drastically in his production. Oh, yeah. So, in my opinion, like, that's what I want to see. You know, I want to see that marked improvement every single year until he can make the NHL. And, you know, the Robertson family clearly has some good genes because Jason Robertson is absolutely amazing in the NHL. So if Nick Robertson can be that type of player, obviously he's a lot smaller, but um, if he can be that player, who's this like prolific goal scorer, we're set, you know, <laughs> left wing is such an important uh, position for us because we're so weak on it. So guys like Nick Robertson and Matthew Nyes coming into their own, as we've seen in these past few years and their second rounders, is such important work for us. Yeah, you know, and that's a testament to our drafting as well, right? Yeah, and he was done like, a great job. It's going to be huge for us in the future, and uh, yeah, so I'm really, really yeah. hyped for Nick Robertson. You know, next year and the year after, especially, you know, as along with Matthew Nyes and the other guys we have in our pipeline, it's going to be important, like literally next year. Yeah, because just remember, we have Jack Campbell, we have Bunton. These guys are all coming on. Uh, they all need new contracts, right? So they're going to get paid. Bunting's signed next year, still nine hundred k. Best sign, best offseason. Okay, signed. there you go. All right, what but a, Jack what Campbell's an still beauty. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there's still players that need to be signed. It's having yeah, these so these entry level these small, contracts, exactly. Yeah, these these are important for a championship team, right? And uh, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, um, the next game is also going to be pivotal, right? We have we're playing against Boston, and I'm more excited to see if Marner can finally hit a hundred. Yeah, well, Matthews hit sixty, so yes. we can gotta get that out of the way. That's one Marner check. One check. We have two, three points, and there's something that I want to bring up, and I know my answer to this, but I'm curious what you think. And I know some people will obviously differ here, right? Mm. With the recent set of injuries in our games, you know, with Bunting going down, you saw Ovi go down, uh, you know, for the Caps when we played them last game. And on top of that, the fact that last time we played Boston, three of our players went down, like Mrazic <laughs> is still out. Labushkin missed time. And uh, who else was it? I think Hall. Hall missed time with the mm. shot to the face or a shot to the head. Um from a missed risk mitigation perspective, mm. is it really worth it to risk these guys getting these personal milestones if it really doesn't affect the team since we already got home ice advantage? Like nothing can change now. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, that's a that's a good question, right? Um, but I think if you talk to the players, they want to be out there, right? I understand sometimes players are, are are too, I guess, like stubborn for their own good, right? And they they want to always be out there, but I don't think Marner's going to be too happy if, if you just let him, or if you don't give him an opportunity to even try to get that 100, right? So I think having them, uh, the mental game is, is really important in that NHL, right? And having them happy and, and excited and on fire going into the playoffs is going to be key. It's going to be pivotal, right? Um, so I think you let him have it. You might yeah. you can shelter and- his minutes a little bit, right? Just make sure he's not, he's not overexerting himself. But I think you should still go out there, let him let him have a game, let him play, and let him try to get get a hundred, like we did with Matthews today. I hundred percent agree, and uh, you know it's clear that the organization cares about these players getting these milestones too. You and see I think Dubis cheering as well for yeah, for yeah, Matthews. exactly. Dubis so clearly great. smiling and happy about it. You know, personally, <laughs> I also think there's like as much as it is a risk mitigation for your physical ability or physical you know condition there's also the mental condition and there's this mental game and you want to go into the playoffs feeling as confident as possible and for for us that means these guys hitting these milestones Mm -hmm. and you know there's stuff i would change like i don't think i would put murner on the pk tomorrow yeah sorry not tomorrow next game Uh uh-huh uh, because like why, you know, Kerfoot took a, a huge shot today and it, he looked like he was in pain. You know, I don't want that to happen to Marner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's it that that's risky for the sake of, you know, nothing to me. But um, it's funny because as we were talking, David Alter posted the postgame comments and Matthews on getting 60 said it's a pretty special moment. It sends chills through your bones. So he clearly and it does like it's crazy. And yeah. I'm so happy he got it. I'm happy that you know, we're sitting here talking about Matthews getting 60 goals, you know, like that's insane. (laughs) Who, like, I'm sorry, who would have ever thought this would have happened? And it's, we're watching the best leaf of all time, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Like, and um, it's just remember, like if we, if we try to shelter his minutes and and try to get them rested, right. Uh, Before this game, he was, he had a five game skid where he he didn't get a goal in five games right so that was the longest he he's longest skid he's had uh the entire season so yeah. i'm sure he's feeling great right now and he it's probably a big burden and a big uh yeah a big burden off of his shoulder right he's not he's not thinking yeah. about this anymore he's like great yeah. got the 60 let's move on let's play and let's gear up yeah, for the playoffs. exactly and that's kind of what i'm getting at like a lot of people will probably think that like personal you know these personal milestones don't matter because it's about the playoffs and that's true, but that doesn't really negate it if you're happy that you got like it's off your mind. 
-hmm. And that's what kind of gets you to, you know, focus and stuff like that. So to me, it's, it it can only be a good thing to hit 60 because now it's like, you know, he's not searching for it, you know, because you could tell he was searching for it this game. He wasn't playing like he was shooting the past couple games. Yeah, everyone was. Everyone knew what was going to happen. Exactly, Matthews was on the ice. Every single Leaf would try to get him the puck, and he would just wire it, and it worked (laughs) out. But like, you know, having that, you know, like when he hit fifty, he just kind of exploded after that. Yeah, to me, it was like he hit fifty. He hit the milestone. Now he's you know cooking like he's ready, and uh, you know I don't know if he. like Matthews, I don't know if he plays next game. I don't see the point in that. I would only see the point if he, you know, because obviously he cares about Marner. Exactly. You know? I think that's, so that's I, what's going to drive him to play. I think he might actually do play. Yeah, I, though... I think so too. I think there's no doubt. You, you, you don't saw... think there's a doubt? I'd no, like, it, no, no, no. It's risky. It is it's... risky, but think about it, dude. When he when he got that goal, who's the one that that came over to him and brought his brought the puck? Yeah, in? I mean, obviously it was Marner. They, they, they both care about each other. They're I know, Lions, man. Dude, think they, about they... dude. If in game over on Friday, uh-huh. Matthews gets injured, I will slap you in the face. I will drive to your house <laughs> and slap you in the face. Like, hey, I'll take think it. about that happening. I, but, but I think don't want to put that think about thought this. in my head. Barner and Matt Matthews gets a sixty. Barner gets the hundred. They're both happy. They're both play well in the playoffs. Like, what better way to start the playoffs than hitting these milestones? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, the playoffs are going to be so fun. I'm so excited for them. Hey, uh, we got one more game though before the playoffs. Yeah. You got yeah. a Boston game, and that's going to be fun. I am yeah, so excited. Absolutely, it feels like the the team is going to play free now. I I just hope that they're a little bit careful. You're right because. Remember the last Boston game, right? There's been some cheap shots. There's been a, a little bit of um, uh, <laughs> grittiness, I guess you can say, a little bit dirty play here and there. So yeah. be careful. I mean, we're all we're all rooting for them. I and, mean, um, we hope dude, that dude, Boston play Boston played today, right? Um, Let me check here. Yeah, yeah I think they check did. it out. Uh, but yeah, I think Boston played today. Um, Edmonton played today, uh, and Tampa. Okay, so yeah, Boston did. won, and uh, Tampa also won. So there is still a race going on there. I think, or yeah, yeah there is still a race. There's I think race Boston would have to, Boston would have to win out, and Tampa would have to lose out now. So we're most likely going to face Tampa. But uh, I'm curious. Like, let's say Tampa loses, and uh, Boston has a chance to win in that last game that they face against us. They're going to be out for blood. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh You think yeah. they're gonna take it out on the leaves? <laughs> no, 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 I just mean they're gonna play well. They're gonna play hard if they can jump up a seed. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Like we we're, we're not there yet, so we don't really know. Uh-huh. But uh yeah. That's something to keep an eye out on, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a huge story going in, and uh yeah, we'll we'll be excited to see uh see what happens. Uh but yeah, Friday's gonna be a huge game. I'm excited. The uh Fingers crossed for Marner, man. Oh, I really want to see it so bad. Three points in one one game is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it's possible. It's possible, but it's really hard. I don't Matthews know just if needs I to score risk another it. two goals. Just get Marner to score one more. <laughs> I don't know if I want to risk it, man. Uh, oh man, it's it's yeah, gonna be but, a great game. But yeah, um, is there any final thoughts that that you had on? No, I just love that game. I'm I'm very happy that this was uh you know the first game that we did and it was a win and it was a dominant win because i didn't want to have my first job being a really disappointing loss where i would <laughs> cry on stream you know, you know what's so. funny 
So I think the, the first Leafs game that I that I went to, um, again, I'm a poor, like, freshly <laughs> freshly out of college student, right? All right? Yeah, we can't afford many of these I can't throw away money like that. <laughs> okay, this jersey already cost me enough. This is a Centennial Classic jersey. Thank you, thank you. It looks great. Matthews, number on the side. There you go. Um, but yeah, the first game that I, I went to, I believe, um, we played against New York Islanders. Matthews got two goals. A, similarities. And it was a 7-1 win. Oh, what was it? I th- I'm pretty sure it was like 7-1 or 7-3, somewhere around there. I can check it up right now because I posted on my Instagram and I was so excited about that. <laughs> but two for two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So a, yeah, this is a, a great episode. Let me quickly look it up because I'm, I'm actually really excited. Yeah, it was a seven-one win. Okay. Beautiful. So, two goals by Matthews, uh, Anderson, <laughs> Robin, the Islanders. Um, see, I'm not gonna see, say one of them. <laughs> did you see Steve's comment on the chat? No, what did he say? He said Martin's Martin's gonna, gonna get, get three assists off Carl Dahlstrom and Joey Anderson goals. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rest everyone but Marner, and then we'll put out the rest of the Marlies and hope he can get three points hey, that way. you wanted to see more of Nick Robertson, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I would, I would love that. Exactly. But then, but then what if, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt the Marlies. Okay? Those guys need to grow. Okay. You don't want to throw them for the wolves. Oh, they need the to make the boss. damn playoffs. <laughs> that's true. So. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, that was it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. This was a blast. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, like Armand said, there couldn't have been a better game for our first episode. I am so, so, so happy. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys uh, accept us back with open arms. And uh, we're here to grow. We're here to get better over time. And thank you to yeah, thank you to SDPN first of all for uh, for giving us an opportunity. Right. Um, we're just two guys just love talking about <laughs> hockey um we've been friends for like 10 years and it's great to it's still a dream come true man i, I i'm getting speechless it's a dream come true to see this and yeah we we, we love it thank you guys yeah. so much and just like the leafs are kind of ramping up for playoffs we are too so if you do have, <laughs> if you do have feedback don't hesitate to put it in the comments you know we will read them uh you know we're not expecting it to be perfect right out of the get-go so yeah uh you know thank you guys for watching it was a, it is genuinely a dream come true for us you know yeah. so yeah you're, just you're talking about, about things going wrong i mean i, I don't <laughs> i think you didn't notice but i left the, the graphic off for the first like five minutes i forgot to turn the graphic on but it's okay. Did you? Learn. Yeah, I did. Okay. We're good. We're good. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're learning. We're learning. We're learning. Yeah. First one. Thanks, guys, for everything. This is a big game. Can't wait to get, uh, can't wait for, uh, for the rest of the playoffs. Um, yeah. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.